Hello. Uh, I've come armed today with a fan. I know. Talk about people in the congregation. It was a gift from Zach and M, who uh, saw me be really jealous of Zach's one day, and um, decided to send me one. So I had this parcel randomly show up in the post. And I might have to turn it off if it gets too windy into the mic, but um, it randomly shows up in the post. And I opened it up, and I was like, what is this? And then I was like, it's a fan. Why do I have a fan? And then it said, we thought it was about time you upgraded. And they got me a little... I still have my trusty towel, because it'll be necessary. Um, but... Um, but I do also have a fan. Um, Emma, can I just say thank you so much for sharing, to you and to all who have shared stories. Um, th- that's what the summer uh, psalms and stories r- is really all about. Um, we, have, we have spent this time, and like I said, we've kind of extended our summer. And to be fair, <laughs> I was kind of joking about extending the summer, but the Lord heard, and he's like, oh, okay, let's make it really hot for you. And I'm like, we could have done with it a little bit cooler, but that's fine, Lord. Um, but, um, but we, we have extended it because we had so many people say that they wanted to share. Uh, and that's what this series has really been about. <laughs> Diving into God's word, yes, but hearing our stories of what God has been doing in us and through us. And so thank you so much for those of you who have shared. Um, we continue that series today. And um, if you're a title person and you like a good title, uh, today's title is It's Your Superpower. It's Your Superpower. Now, some of you might be thinking, what the heck is going on? Why are we talking about superpowers? Um, automatically, that word superpower probably makes you think of, like, invisibility or the, the power to fly. I mean, what would be your superpower? If you got to choose one, if you got to choose any superpower, what would it be? Some of you might be thinking, I'd love to have Spidey sense. I'd be like, ping, ping, I'd catch everything. Uh, although some of you might hate cobwebs, so therefore Spider-Man is not a thing. You might just want the ability to fly. Make sure that you're never late anywhere ever again. What superpower would you hope for? Maybe in the middle of this heat, it's weather manipulation. you just love to be able to go, ready, watch, Wah! and it'd be a snowstorm right in front of your house. We often talk about superpowers, if you even talk about them at all, in a very random, fake, uh, uh, comic book, comic film type of scenario. But the truth is that you actually do have superpowers. Now, some of you are like, no, yeah, okay, but it's not a ping, ping, ping. It's not as cool as just going, watch this, and flying away. But I reckon to say that there's more to our superpowers than we give it credit for. And you might not even be aware of what that is, so we're going to dive into that a little bit today. It isn't super speed. It isn't spidey sense or anything like that. Uh, but today's psalm is actually, uh, you've already heard read once this morning, which I believe really speaks into this superpower. And it was funny because I was between two scriptures when I was praying and preparing. And, and Emma was, was quite crafty. She was like, so what psalm are you doing? So what psalm are you doing? So where, I was like, well, well what should I share? I was like, well, whatever the God, God leads you to share. I was like, no, no, but if you gave me a psalm, I could share. I was like, no, no. And I literally waited and I literally waited and she doesn't like me for it. Uh, even last Sunday, she was stood right here going, anything, Adrian? And I went, no. She turned to one, he's, he's still making me wait. I'm like, yeah, because again, the series is about hearing what God is saying in us and through us. And she shared, and I was between two Psalms, Psalm 86 and Psalm 121. And then Emma said, Psalm 121, here you go. I was like, cool. Thanks, God. That is the affirmation. So today's reading comes from Psalm 121. Open up your Bibles, turn them on, and let's head in. Actually, before I do, I'm just going to pray. 
Um, because you may be distracted with superpowers. You might be thinking about the superpowers now, not focusing on God. So I want to bring this back in just in case. Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much uh, that you are an awesome God. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love. We thank you for the ways that you work in and through us. And Lord, we thank you that you're present here with us right now. Lord, we pray that as we turn to your word right now, that by your spirit, you would speak to us, you would stretch us, you would grow us. That Lord, by your spirit, you would transform us into the likeness of your son, Jesus. And it's in his precious and awesome name that we pray. Amen. Amen. So Psalm 121 says this. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. So, so this psalm is, uh, is, is credited to, to David, King David as we know him. Um, David and Goliath might be one of those stories that you know. He, he's one of the psalmists, not the only one, but he is one. And this one is credited to him. And it, it's kind of been nicknamed one of two things. It's been called either the soldier's psalm or the traveler's psalm. Now, at one point, there was a, there was a, a belief, perhaps, by some that, that this was written in a time when he was kind of at battle. And so, therefore, it was this psalm of going, actually, in the middle of this battle, where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. But actually, there's not much talk in the psalm of battle or war. So others have started thinking, actually, no, this is more of when David was traveling around, whether it be from battle to battle or just simply traveling. And therefore, again, in those difficult times of travel and difficult terrains, it was all about him, God. That's where his help comes from. Ultimately, though, it doesn't really matter when he wrote it, whether he was at war or simply traveling through because what really mattered is, 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 is his perspective of where he's writing it from. And he writes it from a place simply going, I need God above all else. Now, you might be in this place going, I need a cold shower above all else. But actually, I think that what we need more than anything else is God. And so clearly, through it all, we see that our help comes from the Lord. Like, it's really pretty much right there in black and white. I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. That sounds so basic and so, okay, Adrian, and what? But for the past few weeks, you've probably heard me remind us and reiterate the fact that God is creator of everything. That God is amazing, that he is astounding, that he is bigger than we could ever imagine. And we see it in this scripture that all the things that we talked about in the different Psalms, it ultimately comes down to God being who he says that he is. So, so when you come and worship God on a Sunday morning, when you open up your scriptures, uh, whether it be in the morning for morning devotions or in the evening or somewhere in the middle of the day, what? 
what are you diving into? Is it to just read about some God, some being that perhaps eh, exists, maybe you believe exists, but is kind of there but not there? Or are you diving into learning more about, growing in relationship with the God above all, maker of the universe, beginning and the end? Because see, this scripture really reminds us of that. He literally says, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Now, the thing is, when, when you think about it, you kind of go, oh, he's just, he, okay, maker of heaven and earth. It's very generic. But, but unpack that for a second. I, had, I was really fortunate. I had, my week went completely pear-shaped this week. Um, and it's one of those weeks where you kind of go, everything that could go wrong in one sense went wrong, but it was beautifully ordained by the Lord to go wrong. Oh, hello. Got really loud there. Exciting. So one of the things that went wrong was I was, I was meeting uh, with, well, I had several meetings, one with a guy called Jamie who kind of looks after our coffee machine, so we were having like a service this week, making sure it's all good, and then I was meeting with Bryony to talk about um, the, the death of the chapel, and in the midst of this, I got a knock at the back room cafe door from the parish clerk saying, can you come outside, please? I'm like, uh-oh, what's wrong? Doing our yearly checks with some of the tombstones, and uh, whoa-oh, we have some problems. So three were shaky, and they kind of went down. That's okay. Two of them went down in a bit of a weird place. But then another one was right at the entrance of the church. Now, the three that went down, we could handle, we could move, we could sort. There was actually an above-ground tomb, the Meeks family tomb, that you literally see as you walk in, which you was, oh, that's a bit of a wobble. The whole thing came apart. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. It can't. How am I going to sort it? Literally, within minutes, I was like, Lee, uh, he's a stonemason and has done stuff on the building in the past. He works with lime. So I was like, hey, could you come down? But added to my to-do list things that didn't have to happen, but it went wrong. Fortunately, praise the Lord, he's come. He's fixed it. Thank you, Lee. <laughs> but that was one thing in a series of others. I ended up getting stuck in all sorts of different conversations. I was meant to go film a short with Gareth. My time ran out because I was stood on this site with two people who don't know Jesus, talking about Jesus. And it was one of those moments of like, I've really got to go really got to go, really got to go, but I'm not going anywhere because it was so divinely appointed because we were having conversation about God. And it was amazing that where they were starting was, I just don't know that I believe in this whole creation thing. Like, did God really do it? And it opened up an opportunity for me to say, "Let let me tell you, not just through my relational experience, but actually about who God really is. And part of that conversation was he is maker of heaven and earth. And I spent, I would love to say it was only like a 10-minute conversation, but it was closer to like an hour and 25 minutes, just stood right outside. And it was the highlight of my day, probably one of the highlights of my week. But that conversation literally was talking about the greatness, the vastness, the wow of God. And don't get me wrong, I shared with them my stories, and those were like, oh, okay, cool. But the stories that really stuck with them were the stories where even of my story, it showed the greatness of God. I talked about my knee being healed. I talked about pictures that God has given to me through other random people. I talked about those things, and they're like, how does God know that? How does he do that? And I go, because he's maker of everything. So when we say that our help comes from the Lord, we have to recognize that we're talking about our help coming from the maker of everything. Like genuinely, God knows everything about you. Every little single hair on your head, he's got counted. Or those that are missing, he knew where they were. Everything about you, God knows. He knows your thoughts, even when you think nobody else knows. He knows the good things that you've done and the bad. He knows the pain and the joy. 
And he goes beyond that because the thing is we become really self-centered and we start thinking about it about just us. But like, look around this room. There's quite a few of us here. It's not just my thoughts and my hairs and my everything. It's yours and yours and yours and those watching at home and everybody else on this planet. Billions of people and those who've already died and passed away and those who are yet to come. That's where our help comes from. A God who is so big, so vast, so amazing, so on top of everything that actually my little problems may seem like world ending to me, but actually they are so minute to him that he's got them. And I need to remind myself of that fact. Remind myself that God has got them. And here David reminds us that God will not let our foot slip. He who watches over us will not slumber. He's not sleeping on us. So often we cry out, God, where are you? He's right there. Right there in the midst of it. The thing is, we have our own expectations, our own desires, our own views of what that help looks like. I mean, even when I ask you for help for something, I have already a plan in my head of how I want you to help me. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. When we ask for help, we ask for help going, this is what I want you to do. And when someone turns around and says, well, no, I can't really help that way, but I can do this. You're like, well, no, that's not what I asked for. I mean, it's helpful, but it's not what I asked for. The same thing with God. We, we, we go to God going, this is what I want you to do. This is how I want you to help me. And he goes, I will help you. But the way I know I have to, the way you actually need me to. But our help comes from the Lord. Do you believe that this morning? Do do you believe that all that you're going through, whatever it is that you're struggling with, do you believe that your help actually comes from the Lord? Or are you so desperately trying to do it in your own strength that you're like, yeah, sort of God's got it, but I'm just going to hustle. I'm going to grind. Because if I don't, dot, dot, dot. Or are you just simply trusting that God's got you? Do you believe that your help comes from the Lord? then as we keep on going, we see that that the Lord gives you what you need when you need it. Verse 5, the Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and, I love this, forevermore. He's got us. When I, every time I read this scripture, I'm automatically thrown back into Exodus. And for those of you who've been around for a long time, I love Exodus. If you've only been around for a little while, you're like, what's so big of a deal? Literally, we did a series on Exodus, and it was like the longest series I've probably ever done because I just love Exodus. And we dove in, and that was like my every week mantra. I was like, I love Exodus. And people were like, yeah, yeah, we get it. Shut up, Exodus. Woo. But it throws me back to to, to Exodus when the Israelites are literally leaving. They're escaping all the the, the slavery, the torment that they've been through. They're going after freedom, going and leaving Egypt to wander the desert. And as they wander, they're led by a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire. And those of you who were around uh, with us, during um, the, the lockdown period, we did a series called What is Church? And one of the interviews I got to do in that series was with a guy called Tim Ross. And he brought up this point, which I absolutely loved. He said, you know what? 
The pillar of light, the pillar of fire at night actually brought light. And it also brought warmth. In the middle of the desert, it gets freezing. We don't believe it normally unless we actually walk because you'd be like, desert's hot. Desert's hot during the day. But at night, desert's freezing. And I always looked at the pillar of fire and went, well, they were following it because of the light. They were guided. Yeah, they were following it because of the light, but they were also given warmth, which they needed. Equally, in the middle of the desert day, it is boiling hot. And I always thought the pillar of cloud was simply there to guide them, but actually it gave them shade. Protection from the scorching sun. God gives you everything you need when you need it. Everything. Now, perhaps you're not like me. Perhaps you've seen that story and you're like, yeah, duh, there was warmth and there was, I knew that already. I rem- as much as I loved Exodus and I dove in and I read so much, it wasn't until this guy, Tim Ross, says, by the way, and I was like, oh yeah. Because to me, it was always about guidance. It was always about where they're going. The pillars were guiding them. And suddenly I went, the pillars are so much more than guidance. They're everything that they needed. Warmth, protection, cool, cover, guidance, yes, and so much more. And I think it probably, again, maybe it's just me, but it was probably one of those moments I would imagine that they were also reminded of how amazing God is because when you're trudging through the desert, after a while, you're going to get moany and complainy. And maybe in those moments when you're like, I'm just really seriously flipping God, you then look up and see this giant pillar and you go, Actually, no, you're right. God, you're good. I can't do that. I'll follow you. Like a reminder of his greatness there in the moment as well. Maybe I'm just the one that needs that kind of reminder. But the Lord gives you what you need when you need it. So let me ask you, what do you need? Not what do you want? Big difference. What do you need? Some of you might be thinking, I need Adrian to hurry up so I can go home and take a cold shower again. My fourth for the day. Some of you are actually in the midst of a whole bunch of stuff and you need release, you need breakthrough. Maybe you need forgiveness. Maybe you need to forgive. Maybe you need uh, an absolute shackle to break around an addiction. Maybe you just need someone to come and give you a hug. Maybe there's things that you think you need, but actually you don't. You just want them. But do we believe that our help will come from the Lord? Do we believe that the Lord gives what we need when we need it? Seems like such a basic sermon. Some of you are thinking, I've been a Christian for years. I got this. I I understand, but are you living it? Because when I was led to the scripture, when I was led to the points, I was like, Lord, this is like, mm mm-hmm. Entry level. Beginning for some of it. But God was saying, yeah, but but we need to be living it. We need to live. You need to actually live, Adrian, as though you believe that I'm going to give you all that you need and all that you want. Not all that you want, all that you need when you need it. That I will give you all the help. Are you actually living that, Adrian? So perhaps I'm preaching just to myself this morning. Perhaps the Lord gave me this just for me. I'm okay with that if it is just me. But I reckon it's probably for a few more of us. And then we keep on going and we see that the Lord has it all in hand. Verse 7, the Lord will keep you from all harm. 
He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. How many of us, and, and Emma, I'm going to pick on you because you, you shared so openly. How many of us are stress heads? See, the thing is, a lot of what Emma was sharing, in terms of, like a lot of it was her story, and I cannot relate to some of that, but a lot of it in terms of the stressing and the, the I was like, yeah, that's me. I can totally get lost in that. We, I often describe myself and others so at times in those situations as a swan, very cool and calm and beautiful above water, but underwater, you're flipping, flipping, paddling everywhere. Oh, I gotta go. But in those moments, I'm reminded that actually the Lord has it all in hand. And if I actually believe that, how does that affect how I live my life? If I genuinely believe that the Lord has it all in hand, that the Lord actually has all my finances, my stresses, my concerns, my arguments, my, all of it, there's nothing that God doesn't have in his hands. Like there's nothing that you can think of that he doesn't have. He's got it all. And beyond that, we see that with the Lord, we can face it all. Like he literally says, we're, he's gonna be with us forevermore. Like there's nothing that we will face that God doesn't have. There's nothing that we can walk into that the Lord isn't going, hey, I am with you. I've got you. This is it. Come on. Because we can face it all. Now, some of you, though, are really possibly thinking in confusion. What the heck does this have to do with superpowers? Okay, cool. God is good. And you probably heard superpowers and thought I was going to start talking about healing or, or something like that. And all those things are probably true. We can talk about the supernatural. But actually, I think what we see in this psalm is that it's demonstrated to us that our relationship with God is our superpower. Let me say that one more time because it's really hot and we're like zoning out a little bit. Your relationship with God is your superpower. It's your relationship that gives you all strength, all courage, is what gives you all power. It's your relationship with God that brings your assurance. It's your relationship with God that gives you courage to speak when you need to speak, to shut up when you need to shut up. It's your relationship with God that makes you powerful. And if you don't believe me, try and do it in your own strength. Try and go out and do your own thing by yourself and then realize how miserable you're going to fail. And then you're going to take a step back and go, God, I'm so sorry. Let me do it in your strength. And you'll be like, oh, wow, I can actually do this. But when I do it God's way, when I do it with him, letting him lead, letting him guide. See, it's from your relationship with God where you understand who you are in Christ. And when you understand who you are in Christ, you can then understand the fact that he's poured out his Holy Spirit for you. And then you can take on board what that means. That you walk around every day, whether it be at the shops, at work, in your houses, whether it be literally trying to cool off in a shower, wherever you are, you walk with power out of your relationship with Jesus. Out of your relationship and the thing is, I bet you if you had a superpower of flying, 
of invisibility, <laughs> of spidey sense, whatever it may be. If you had another superpower, you would be shouting about it to everybody. Or you'd be showing it to everybody. Watch this. Now you see me. Boom. Now you don't. Hey. You start tickling someone's ear. What is that? It's just me. Ha <laughs> Poof. I'm back. If we had those superpowers, we'd be using them. We'd be, and hopefully, like most of us, we'd like to be like, if I had those superpowers, I would use them for good. Hopefully you would. But you'd use them. You'd do something with them. But then we talk about our relationship with Jesus and the superpower, and, and, and well, my faith, my relationship is personal, Adrian. I don't want to talk about it with anybody. I, I, I've got to keep it here. Some people think I'm a bit weird when I talk about Jesus. So I'd rather not be seen as weird, and therefore I'm not going to talk. I literally, the, the two guys I was talking to, I, the questions they were asking, I was like, it's going to get weird, boys. This is going to get weird. And I, and I openly said, listen, I know I'm a bit weird. And the response was, it's okay, we're all weird. I was like, yes. These are my people. We can talk. It's okay. But then I'd share stories. And you know when you see someone's face, and they're trying to play it cool, but they're like, Mm, interesting. Say what? Like their brain was going a thousand miles an hour, but their face was like totally, totally normal. Mm-hmm. Totally not weird. But actually, that's our superpower. And don't get me wrong; there are specifics where we can talk about actual supernatural power. There is plenty to talk about the fact that there is the gift of healing, the gift of prophecy, the gift of tongues, and all those things are supernatural, that actually you can pray for someone, have a vision, have a picture, and it'd be from God. That is supernatural. That is part of the superpower. Like, don't get me wrong, and don't get it twisted. You're going to be like, oh, is it like a superpower? that I? It's not comic book superpower, right? Like, the analogy only goes so far. But there's plenty that we could go into all those things in terms of the gift of healing, and also, so on and so forth. But actually, it all starts from, it comes from a relationship with God. And, and, and David walks around and he's saying, hey, listen, I know that from this relationship, I'm sorted because God's got me. And in that, I can step in and I can do this and I can do that. And whatever God calls me to do, I'll go and do it because he's with me. And my help comes from him because of my relationship with him. And have you ever found, maybe, again, maybe it's just me, but when people don't know Jesus, it's in the moments of difficulty that they cry out for help. Like, they've sworn, they've kind of thrown God to the side. They're like, I don't want to know. But then suddenly life goes, gets turned upside down, and that's when they cry out. And sometimes in those moments, God is so gracious, and he meets them, and he helps them. But then sometimes he's just a little bit more silent. And then I get really frustrated with those who suddenly turn around and go, well, God, where are you? If you're real, then I'm like, well, you've not even entered into a relationship. You've sworn him off. You've literally cursed him out. You've told people how he's dumb, how he's not real, and now you're crying out to him. Maybe take a step back and just say, hey, you know what? I'm sorry. Let me enter into a relationship with you. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. A relationship only gets strong when we spend time with one another. Y'all can only really call yourselves good friends of one another or of me or of anybody else if you spend time together. If the only time we see each other is on a Sunday morning, we'll be in nice acquaintances. Maybe deeply known acquaintances. You might know each other a little bit more than the person that you see once a week at the shop. But it's only in spending time with one another that our relationships grow 
and go deep. And it's the same thing with God. And I know we're flipping boiling hot. The band's gonna come up. We're coming in. We're coming into the end. But I wanna read you guys something that's a, um, it's been used as a prayer. Um, and it's by a guy called St. Patrick. Now, usually you, uh, you might refer to St. Patrick or hear of him when there's green beer involved. He has nothing to do with green beer. He has nothing to do with the four-leaf clovers and the luck of the Irish and none of that. Uh, St. Patrick was an evangelist who, uh, who traveled from place to place. And, you know, he, he, he got to, to Ireland and he did some stuff over there and he's remembered over there. But St. Patrick is... I think held more than anything else because of his absolute faith and strength. And one of the things that he uh, has left us, and it's kind of liturgical, so if you're not liturgical, you're gonna have to bear with, but I love this. It's called St. Patrick's Breastplate, and he prayed this. We're told, uh, history books say that he prayed this every day because he knew that his relationship with God was his superpower. He prayed this every day. He said, I arise today through a mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity, through belief in the threeness, through confession of the oneness of the creator of creation. I arise today through the strength of Christ's birth with his baptism, through the strength of his crucifixion with his burial, through the strength of his resurrection with his ascension, through the strength of his descent for the judgment day. I arise today through the strength of the love of cherubim, in obedience of angels, in the service of archangels, in hope of resurrection to meet with reward, in the prayers of the patriarchs, in the predictions of prophets, in the preaching of apostles, in the faith of confessors, in the innocence of holy virgins, in the deeds of righteous men, I arise today through the strength of heaven, the light of the sun, the radiance of the moon, the splendor of fire, the speed of lightning, the swiftness of wind, the depth of the sea, the stability of the earth, the firmness of rock. I arise today through God's strength to pilot me, God's might to uphold me, God's wisdom to guide me, God's eye to look before me, God's ear to hear me, God's word to speak for me, God's hand to guard me, God's way to lie before me, God's shield to protect me, God's host to save me. From snares of devils, from temptation of vices, from everyone who shall wish me ill, afar and near, alone and in multitude, I summon today all these powers between me and those evils against every cruel and merciless power that may oppose my body and soul against incantations of false prophets against black laws of pagandom against false laws of heretics against craft of idolatry against spells of witches and smiths and wizards against every knowledge that corrupts man's body and soul christ to shield me today against poison, against burning, against drowning, against wounding, so that there may come to me an abundance of reward. Christ with me. Christ before me. Christ with me. Christ before me. Christ behind me. Christ in me. Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left.
Christ when I lie down. Christ when I sit down. Christ when I rise. Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of me. Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me. Christ in every eye that sees me. Christ in every ear that hears me. I arise today through a mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity, through belief in the threeness, through confession of the oneness of the creator of creation, God to enfold me, God to surround me, God in my speaking, God in my thinking, God in my sleeping, God in my waking, God in my watching, God in my hoping, God in my life. God in my lips, God in my soul, God in my heart, and God in my sufficing. You see, St. Patrick, he got it. He woke every morning and he prayed in his superpower knowing that God gives him everything, knowing that God's got his everything, a guy who was persecuted, a guy who literally others wanted dead. St. Patrick got it, and he prayed it not once, not twice, but every day. Some of y'all were like, this prayer is too long, just shut up. And he was like, no, I'm going to keep on going. And he was covering himself for everything because he got it. And I think this morning, some of us are being reminded or perhaps learning for the first time that it's our relationship with Jesus that gives us the superpower. It's our relationship with God, the creator of everything, the one who literally holds all of it in his hands. That is who we have a relationship with. <laughs> that is who we have a relationship with. And so no matter what you're facing, no matter what the challenge Physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, financial, whatever it is. Through your relationship with God, you've got a superpower. And you can speak with power and authority to stand for it. And don't get me, e don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. But we can stand in that truth. We can stand with that superpower. We're going to sing a song now that I think the reason Molly chose, if you don't mind, you probably might even say more in a second, but she spoke about it in her testimony, her story from uh, um, Satellites. I almost called it Spring Harvest. I was like, wrong one. From Satellites. That's a song called I Speak Jesus. And it's, it's such a simple song where simply all we're singing is I want to speak Jesus over these situations. I'm going to speak Jesus over my anxiety. I'm going to speak Jesus over my family. I'm going to speak Jesus over this and that. And I wonder this morning, you have to speak Jesus over some of these things. I wonder if perhaps you've not been stepping into the superpower that is yours. That you've not been stepping into that relationship with God and going after all that he's got for you, but you've been doing it in your own strength. I don't know everyone's story. I am blessed and fortunate to perhaps know more than the average person because of conversations and coffees and texts. But what I do know is that when we speak Jesus over something, we speak with power. We speak with authority. We speak out of a relationship in our superpower. 
So we're going to sing this song. And, and if you want to just sit there and let the band sing it over you, then let them do that. But if you want to stand and, and almost sing it out, almost as a battle cry, almost as a, you know what, I'm in God, then you can do that as well. Or anywhere in between. It's not just one or the other. But I hope you walk away being reminded of the God that you worship and all that he is and all that he has for you. Because he loves you and he cares, but he's also with you. No matter what you're going through, he's with you. Let's just pray.